Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What is up, people? You know that sound. It is the unfiltered ban. It means, yes, we're back. Short hiatus, but we are here. Another episode of Unfiltered is episode number 49. Niner. Entitled, The Bizarro World. We have a lot to get to on this show. Thank you, Unfiltered Band, for hopping on board as we will hop around Major League Baseball and hit a couple of things here on this show. I want to uh, first let everybody know that if you have not already seen on my Twitter, the Unfiltered Revolution merch is out. You can get it. It is not just about sports. It is a revolution that is about not being fake, about being yourself, about being authentic. I don't know anybody who shouldn't get behind that or wouldn't get behind that. So get behind it, get your merch, get your T-shirts. And uh, I think you'll like them, many different color choices and all sorts of stuff. You can follow that on my Twitter. If you have any problem, just DM me or write me, and I'd be happy to help you get right to the merch at the Believe Shop. That's B-L-E-A-V. You got to believe. Uh, you got to believe this. we got a lot more coming on the show here in the few uh, days to come. Uh, happy Labor Day weekend and holiday weekend to everybody, of course, in grand fashion here where I am in Atlanta. It's supposed to be sunny about, I don't know, next Thursday. So it'll be a lot of uh, sitting in and watching sports, but you've got college football and you've got baseball and all sorts of things that are going on. So certainly plenty to choose from. A lot of places to choose from where I wanted to talk about here in this space today. And I got to start here. You know, one of the great things about sports that sports brings us, if you're a fan of any of them, right? It brings you the element of surprise. Now, sometimes a surprise is good, and sometimes a surprise is not so good. For example, if you get surprised with a party, that's good. If you get surprised, with a breakup, it's not, right? If you get surprised with a new car you've been, like, dying to get, and it's on your driveway, it's amazing. You get surprised with a sweater that, you know, an in-law knitted that you don't like so much, it's not as good, right? Now, in sports, we are used to certain things, and we're almost waiting for surprises, which seems weird, but follow me. If you're in New York and you're a sports fan, you're awaiting the surprise that will come to all of the overconfident fans of the New York Mets when the team fails and when they collapse. You're not used to hearing all of that if you're a Yankee fan. I mentioned this before in this pod, but going through and covering the collapse in 2007 and being there for that and being around that, there is something that happens when a team collapses where literally it's just... It's hard to describe or explain. All of a sudden, everything that was going right starts going wrong and tumbling in the opposite direction. The pitchers who could pitch can't. The guys who are healthy aren't. Guys who were hitting can't. And then it's who do you blame when all of that is happening? Now, in perfect fashion, normally, as is the case here, and I got a tweet that read the following yesterday, right? It just, to me, for some reason, I mean, do I own the Yankees? I don't know. But it said to me, it's on my Twitter, said, in like a lot of caps and exclamation points, fire Aaron Boone and Brian Cashman. Now, obviously, I don't have the ability to do that. B, I'm not going to make you happy 
Because I'm going to tell you that it's not necessarily their fault. It's everyone's fault, including their fault. Aaron Boone and Brian Cashman, knowing both of them, I know Booney well, better than Cash, but I know the both. I would tell you, I, I would think they both would say that if this team does not get to where they're supposed to go, that it's partially on them because that's their job. They put together and then therefore in, in Booney's case to lead the team, right? To maximize its potential. What we don't do in situations like this, and this is what drives me just bananas, is for some reason, right? We never say anything about the players. When you take a company, right? And let's baseball teams, we think of them in trade deadline situations, right? When we do the prospects are cool and all that stuff. We think about them, and I always talk about this, they're businesses, right? We don't think about this and say, okay, well, it's, it's a baseball team. It's a sports team. It is, but they're businesses, right? We never think of it that way ever when it comes to performance on the field. Follow me. If you're thinking about a company that anyone has worked for, covered, a business, an industry that you're in, most of the time, right, when a company is failing, right, the employees get fired. The employees are the ones who are in trouble. If you're in a car dealership and you're not selling, you're fired. They replace you with somebody who could sell. They don't close the dealership. The GM doesn't get fired by the owner. The, uh, the, the, the GM doesn't take the sales manager on the floor, usually at least not at first, and say, okay, it's your fault. All of these employees are failing because of you, right? One of my favorite things in sports, which I've just never understood, and I have never had the concept of this make any sense to me, in professional sports, all right? We're not talking about college. We're not talking about high school. This isn't a kid picking his nose out in the outfield in Little League at eight years old. We're talking about professional athletes. The idea that you have to motivate a professional athlete, that you have to get the team going, that guy doesn't have the team excited. That guy doesn't have the team motivated. That guy, they're not in it. It has never made sense to me. And I'm going to give you an example specifically. No matter when you, and this all makes sense, no matter when you see or listen to this, even if the next game here, as I tape this on a Saturday morning, is it has happened. But previously, last night, the Yankees get just demolished, right? Run off the field by the Rays. Nine-nothing, I think, was the final. So what does it look like? The team doesn't care. They don't want to win. They're not motivated. They weren't ready. They weren't prepared for that game. Well, Aaron Boone went in there, Booney went in there and said, they should be embarrassed. And I think he met everybody, including himself, right? The whole team, right? There, it's one unit, supposed to be. Doesn't look like it right now, but it's supposed to be. Everybody on the outside is saying, well, they didn't look ready to play. They don't care. They're, 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 not, they're not in it mentally. Do you understand the percentage of people it takes and how great you have to be the best in your school, your high school, probably your college, in most cases, right? Some cases, maybe the upper percentile of your college. 
to just get to the minor leagues, people. Just to play in the minor leagues, let alone the major leagues. All right? You don't think these people are motivated? What do you think? Like, I don't care if it's Aaron Judge or Josh Donaldson or everybody in between. You think they went out there and said, you know what? I know we're playing the Rays. It seems like we're collapsing. We're in New York with the Yankees. Yeah, we could go to the playoffs. Sure, it looks like outside of the Astros, we could probably beat everybody if we're, you know, at least play like up to our capability. But you know what? I don't want to do any of that. And I'm not in the mood to play today. Are you Are you nuts? You don't have to motivate them. They're motivated. You know what the problem is? They're too motivated to succeed that they're stressed the F out and they're gripping the bat so tight they probably got calluses on their hands that are visible for, without even a, like standard definition visible. Because these guys are trying too hard. Anytime you try too hard at anything, it fails. And I know it is the weirdest thing, right? Speaking of bizarre world, let's go through it. Why do I park in a driveway, drive on a parkway, right? Why are there more lanes of traffic here in Atlanta, yet more traffic than anywhere else I've ever lived? And I've lived in L.A., Boston, and New York. Doesn't make any sense to me. A lot of things don't make sense. But everywhere you try too hard, you fail. If you try too hard in a relationship, you're desperate and it's over. You try too hard at a job, you may be overbearing. You may upset coworkers. You may in sales, and I've talked about this in some of these life pods, and if you missed those, please check those out. Especially it reminded me with, and if you didn't follow and watch on my Twitter, the situation with, with Austin Meadows, and God bless Austin and, the, and his bravery and everything. Uh, it made me think about even, even posting and reposting my life pod on It's Okay uh, Not To Be Okay. But if you have not seen or heard that, please go back and go listen to it after this. When you try too hard in sales, you can't sell because they smell the desperation from a mile away. It's too important. They think that you're trying to hoodwink them or, you know, I mean, literally like it's, it can't be that great. When you're on a Yankee team that is failing and you're losing and you had a 15 and a half game lead and you've played like crap and now it's five. You don't think they know? You know how many beat writers are on that team? You know how many places there are to walk around the city they live in? Where even in like, you know, some places, you don't have to go and you'd have to hunt down somebody like talking shit about you, right? In New York, you walk around the street and you walk, to, you don't have to be walking by Radio Shack where they sell, or somewhere they sell TVs. You got TVs in the street everywhere and they're playing the low lights of your team sticking up the joint. You walk into every gym and they're playing the audio of talk radio in New York talking about you stinking up the joint. You don't think they know? You don't think they feel that? You don't think they're gripping it too tight? They don't look like this because they don't care. They look like this because they feel it and they're caring too much. Because they're not loose. Because they Not because the manager didn't have them ready. Now look. There are some cases where certain personalities of managers may be able to loosen up a, a team. Joe Madden was great at this. Because, you know, and I don't know necessarily everything Booney's doing behind the scenes or, or what his style is. That may, 
get a player to open up a little bit, relax a little bit. You know, do, you know, I remember Joe Madden telling me years ago when a guy's in a slump, you know, he would go up to him and, you know, let the guy think he's about to ask him about like the O for 34. And he, you know, talk to him about like what great wine he found or what dinner spot on the road that, that they and their family should go to or ask about their wife or their children. Just to let them know, hey, I'm here for you. I'm I'm not as the manager thinking about how much you suck right now, right? I don't know if Booney's doing those kind of things. I mean, I'm sure he is in his own way, right? But the entire team has stunk. Everything has been garbage. People getting on, well, how is, how is Aaron Boone talking about, you know, uh, you know, Connor Falafa's you know, defense? Really? Is that really? Do you think whether or not he's reading defensive run saves or understands defensive metrics or the Yankees do or they're lying or they're they're just trying to back up their player? What do you want him to say? He's been horseshit and then put the guy out there at shorts. What do you want him to do? People are stupid. What do you want him to do? Who cares? Honestly, who cares? And by the way, let me make this not a Met Yankee thing because I could do a whole show on who cares, right? I love the Timmy Trumpets thing. I love it. I think Edwin Diaz's entrance is amazing. I got to be honest with you. Every time I see, and some of you listening are probably doing this, and then you're going to be like, oh, no, it's been me. And it's fine. I'm just always, I'm always totally upfront with you, right? Like me, hate me, it's fine. The people who are sitting there being like, you know, no, should could Contreras with the Braves have the same walk-up tune? I didn't think Billy Wagner should have had Mariana Rivera's walk-up tune, but I don't care. Yeah, I think it's great that you know the <clears throat> Blaster Jacks or whoever said, yeah, only it should be Edwin Diaz's. Yeah, that's very cool. I wouldn't be like yelling at the Braves about it or tweeting it out. You know why? Because nobody gives a shit. I don't care at all. I don't care if every Brave comes up to that walk-up song from now until the end of time, as long as the Mets beat them. There's a lot of like, who cares? But who cares what the defensive metrics are on on you know IKF, if you will, versus what Booney said? How about go win a game? Like Yankee fans are acting like Met fans. The hell's wrong with you? Bizarro world. It is the episode of Seinfeld, and I, I love Seinfeld. I've gone back to kind of watching some of the reruns because I am a big fan. Um, it is the episode of Seinfeld with the opposite where, you know, George moves to chicken salad on rye. Right. And it's, the, by the way, that's a, like one of the great Seinfeld episodes ever. Cause it's the same episode. It's the same exact episode where the even Steven with Jerry, right. Where he drops 20 out the window, Elaine takes it. And then all of a sudden he's got it in his pocket, right? You go up and you go down and this one, you know, it, all of that is great episode. But it is like opposite day. It's like bizarre world. Yankee fans are acting like Met fans. The hell's wrong with you people? Are you nuts? But it's it's never the employees or the players. We forget about that. Well, guess what? You want to get on the Yankees today on Twitter? Get on the players. Every player. All of them. To perform to a higher level. I'm not trying to say that, you know, look, I think Aaron Boone knows. First of all, they collapse or they go out in the first round and barely win the division or whatever. He gone, probably. Cash could be. Who knows, right? If it was George, I mean, he'd be like Jon Snow against the White Walkers right now against everyone, right? Clearly. We all understand that. But I don't, I don't want to hear about how 
the players aren't motivated. They're playing for the Yankees. They're motivated, I promise you. Speaking of George Costanza. The New York Yankees, Jerry. I'm busted, Jerry. I'm busted. They're playing for the Yankees. Of course they're motivated. What are you, stupid? They feel the heat, and they're trying too hard, and they're pressing too much. And right now, they're in a bad relationship with their own performance, and they're pushing it too hard, and it's going the wrong direction instead of back to where they need it to be. And that's where Booney can come in, and that's where I think the leaders in this clubhouse need to come in. This isn't about getting motivated. This is about loosening up, in my opinion, from where I sit. And obviously, you can at me at Casey Sturt or comment on the YouTube if you're watching that way. I'm curious. But that, that's, to me, what it is. It's not, they're, not motiv- they're playing for the Yankees, and they see the lead dwindling. The Rays have beaten them sideways seemingly all the time over the years. I mean, really, outside of Donaldson's walk-off, right, the Grand Slam, this year has been just kind of another year where the Rays just beat them up all the time. You can go back to Brasso, Chapman, and wherever else you want. They are feeling the heat, people. They're motivated. They want to win. They know what's at stake. They're not dumb. And they didn't get here all the way here and play for the Yankees, by the way, right, who could pretty much choose anyone. They didn't get to that level in this sport without having all of that on their own. Anybody who is worth a damn of any kind of success, if you got to be motivated to get success, you ain't getting it, people. You're not going to get it because you don't get it. Get it? The Yankees are going to have to find a way to get their own bloop and a blast, get a win or two that makes them feel good, and get on a run. Because I don't know if they're necessarily going to collapse and lose this division. It seems hard to believe. It seems impossible to fathom that happening, to be fair. But it is, right now, the have, not haves and have-nots. Look, I love what the Guardians have done. I love that group. I love, I love Tito, right? Take nothing away from the Jays who have more potential than they've shown. They've got kids who could certainly get hot and they can pitch. Take nothing away excuse me, from anybody else, right? The Orioles, who I'll get to in a second. But it's the Astros. It's the have and the have-nots. It's the Astros and everyone else in the American League right now. That's the way it is. The bizarro world. The Baltimore Orioles are so much fun to watch. The Baltimore Orioles are, like... They're America's, I don't want to hear, like, everybody's like America's team. Obviously, like, you know, I hate the Cowboys and Cowboy fans are the worst and all that, right? America's team right now in any sport is the Orioles, right? You know why? Because they're getting told by everybody. Like, to me, it's like, I always love the stories of the underdogs. Getting told by everybody that they suck. They're not ready. They're a future team. They're not a now team. Baseball reference was it right? Or fan graphs, I guess, fan graphs, right? Had them at, at 0%, 0.0 chance to win and all that kind of stuff. And here they are saying, screw you with all these kids. Gunnar Henderson's been brilliant since he's been called up. You think about what Rushman has done, the arms in the back end of the bullpen, the fight they've shown, no Jekyll, all Brandon Hyde. I mean, it's been brilliant. It's fun to watch. I'm rooting for him every damn night. Now, I got good friends that are Orioles fans. I've always had a, a fun kind of relationship with the Orioles fans and, 
and I, you know, gave them shit over the years about how long it was going to take for them to win. I am rooting for them every night, every night. All right. They're not catching the Yankees. I would love to see them get in the playoffs. I love the Mariners story. I've been rooting for them too, but I would love to see the Orioles get in the Orioles right now. They're America's team. I mean, you got to get on board. If you're not following what they're doing and how they're winning games, it is so much fun to watch. It is. I mean, while in the central, it's like the White Sox, you know, beat the Twins in like the, one of the uglier endings of any game I've seen all season. It's like each team like handing it to each other. No, you take it. I mean, both these teams drive me nuts, and neither of them are any good, by the way. The Guardians should win that division, which is sad for everyone else. But, and none of these teams are beating the Astros. The only team that has a chance in the American League, the two teams who, like, if the Blue Jays suddenly they're hitting match the pitching and they've all figured it out, maybe, right? In a short series, maybe. Seven, I don't think so. Yankees in a long series, if everything actually was to like the potential of the players on the team, maybe, but I don't care. I want the Orioles in. I want the Orioles in so bad. Get the Orioles in the playoffs. Let's get the Orioles in the playoffs. Give me the Orioles, please. I love what the Orioles are doing. That fits in, by the way, speaking of bizarre world as well, because I get that team in the playoffs. What the Orioles have done, it is, it's fascinating to watch. I wanted to close out this way before... And, I, and I'm going to keep this one a little short because I've got literally like three or four different episodes on different topics coming out here this weekend, including uh, the episode which I've been uh, plugging and talking about that stemmed from uh, inspiration of Mets Old Timers Day. It will be the top 10 most underrated uh, Mets of all time. I think you're going to love that. I've got Brian Wright, Mets historian and author with me to do that one. You're going to enjoy that. I've got some other things coming up. Another Life Pod series episode, the fifth installment of that. Um, where I'll get more into the Austin Meadows thing. So there's a lot coming up. But I, I want to talk about this just for a couple minutes with Serena Williams, okay? I've often talked about one of my favorite sports movies, Cool Runnings. And the end of that movie, how in a loss, you learn more about the championship part of those men, right? With, with the, you know, once they start clapping the hands, I start crying than they could have ever shown you by winning and knowing the right turns in the bobsled. What we saw at Serena in that fight and those guts and that grit and that you are not going to beat me. You're not going to take this from me. I'm not giving it up. I'm not resting. I got all the money in the world. I know that I'm probably not going to win this match now, right? Down 5-1. You're going to take 14 minutes to, to take care of me in this game. That game could have been a 30 for 30. If you don't, it takes talent to do anything at a high level of success. Anything. In this business, in whatever business you're in, if your player's listening, certainly you know that. Or watching. I don't care what business you're in. If you're doing it at a high level, talent is part of it. But all the rest of it is want. All the rest of it is guts. All of it is guts. Everything after that is guts. And you want to talk about showing guts. That is what you saw from Serena Williams at the end. You're not going to beat me. You're not going to take this from me. I'm not giving it to you. That was amazing to watch. And congratulations to her on an amazing career. Congratulations to her on all of the accomplishments. The GOAT for sure. Said this the other day on Twitter. The only three in my lifetime that I'm sure are 
are Jordan Gretzky and Serena Williams. So congratulations on an amazing career and all the best moving forward. We move forward. Episode 50 of Unfiltered is coming. Much, much more. Plenty of other episodes this weekend. So I want to kind of segment them almost and keep them you know, separated in their own topics. Please get the merch. Get on board. Unfiltered Revolution merch is out now. If you need any information on it, hit me up on Twitter. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel if you don't already. Got all the videos and unfiltered episodes. I also put all of the appearances on other shows that I do there and some other fun videos. You can get that in my Twitter bio. If you're already watching there, get over on Twitter and follow me at Casey Stern. And uh, let's do this thing together. And I look, we're following this Yankee story. And let, can we get the Orioles? Get the Orioles. The Orioles have got to get in the playoffs. The Orioles have got to get in the playoffs. And of course, uh, LFGM. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.